Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You know, we committed to about 365 days ago to coming back here. Um, from last summer, last fall, last winter, you know, we, we ask a lot of our players. They work really hard, and this is, we knew staying on top of the mountain was going to be difficult. Um, and Bacon Academy made it difficult, uh, but we're glad to still be on top. Played our hearts out. Um, I mean, we're one unit. I mean, looking at the All-State ballot, uh, their whole attack basically was All-State. And um, it was just one of us, or, and our goalie was second team. So, I mean, uh, we felt like we really needed to prove something. I saw it coming, it hasn't really hit me yet. It's it's a good time, it's been a good time, it's been a fun ride. We we didn't we didn't let off lightly on anyone, we didn't have any letdowns this season, we didn't have any games that just came in and came out flat. We came out competitive every single game. We were ready to go every single game. This group is just, it's my, my son's group. They're all seniors. I've had them since kindergarten. And uh, just really, really proud. They, they've earned everything they've gotten. They, I can't say like, oh, they just, they worked their butts off. And I'm just so proud. Coach B always said in the locker room, listen, everything that happened uh, that didn't really go our way this year will be uh, righted if we end in a pile and we were able to do that. Yeah, that, I think I think the kids know. We've been talking all along. You know, the losses during the regular season, they're tough losses. Nobody likes to lose, but they're preparing you for this moment, right? And, and you know, we know that if you end the season in a pile, the summer's great, the rest of the year is great. Everything is in preparation to get to this moment and then win at this big stage. And we've been in this moment quite a few times in the last uh, 10 to 15 years. And uh, when we get here, we usually do pretty well. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Long Stick Podcast, your weekly dose of high school boys lacrosse in Connecticut. And I am your host, Sean Patrick Bowley, alongside my cohort and co-host, Michael Fornabio. Michael, how are you? I'm hanging out. Sean, how are you? I'm just dandy, and uh, an interesting day of boys' championship lacrosse. We we just uh, just came, we just got got through with. Uh, the champions are as follows: from the bottom up, St. Joseph repeats as Class S champs. In uh, in Class M, New Fairfield repeats as Class M champs, and in Class L, Darian finally back on top. Their fifth. State championship in uh, finally one whole year away. Yeah, <laughs> finally back on top. Uh, all is right with the with the world, I suppose. With Darianne repeating, uh, not repeating, uh, with Darianne coming back and and reclaiming their state championship with a just an utterly dominant performance against upstart Wilton. At the top of the show, we heard from a host of uh, our uh, champions, beginning with uh, Brendan Talbot, the the head coach of Saint Joseph, and. We heard a little bit from Phil Passmeg, the their outstanding defenseman. 
Um, and then going over to Class M, we heard from Brennan Hart, the goalie of the new Fairfield Rebels. And then, of course, Marty Morgan talking about how special this, this group is and where he wants to see this team in a few years, what, what, what this team's legacy is. And then uh, finally, we heard a little bit from Hudson Bacorny and head coach Jeff Bramar of Darien, who talked about, you know, all is well when you end your season in a pile. And that is exactly what they did. Uh, just a tremendous uh, job by all these teams. But championship weekend was kind of, I hate to say it, Mike, it was kind of dull. It was. We got uh, started out with about 24 minutes of maybe 36 minutes of excitement. Yep. And then, yeah. And it got yeah. worse from there. <laughs> it did. Uh, I mean, you know, we kind of expected it in the middle, um, I think. I don't, I don't think anybody was too shocked by New Fairfield beating Weston as solidly as nope. they did, which, as we've been saying, is no slight against Weston. It's just that New Fairfield is that good. Yep. And, uh, yeah, the Class L final was kind of anticlimactic. I was shocked. Mm. I was really it, stunned by how – I guess I shouldn't be because Darianne – Yeah, they are Darianne, but – Is Darianne. Yeah, but they the did way. lose to West uh, Weston. They did lose to Wilton in the, regu- in the regular season. They lost to him in the FCAC quarter, uh, semifinals, as we've discussed – but, you know, I guess the team that Darianne was when they beat up Wilton the first time uh, at Fujitani Field for uh, Jeff Bramar's 600th victory, uh, which I had forgotten all about. It was just that long ago. But uh, that was the team that showed up. Hudson Bacorny was on fire. Um, Rupenstein, uh, Michael Minikis, uh, the goalie Andy Demopoulos. They, I got to a point where it was 8 nothing. I'm like, well, is Wilton even going to score? I was stunned by the way that it was. It was four nothing before you could blink, and you know they've Wilton's come back from four goal deficits before we saw that in the semifinals. But this is Darianne. This isn't Fairfield Prep. This is Darianne, and once they made it five on that sick, sick goal. That was beautiful. That really was sick goal by uh, Sam Wilson, who had come in. He was a reserve. Came in for uh, Bruce Ferguson, who I didn't even know, I didn't even know yes. Bruce Ferguson got hurt. I guess something happened to him off the field, um, so he was hobbling around on crutches. He was a really good, uh, you know, uh, def- uh, short stick uh, defenseman, Mitty. Um, but uh, but Wilson comes in there and he was tremendous. He also had some great assists. Uh, just a, a really he just you know your championship caliber team, next man up mentality. Come in and you just play lights out, and he's he'll be back next year, folks. Uh, you know he he's not the biggest kid in the, on the team, but uh, he made his presence felt in, the, in that championship game, and I, I just thought it just a masterful coaching job by Jeff Braymeyer. They saw what they didn't do against Wilton in the quarter. Uh, sorry, I keep saying that in the semifinals, and then they just readjusted. You know, they Wilton scouted them well, and they said, all right, here's how we're going to get our offense in gear. Transition was devastating. Uh, it was just a, an overall, just a great performance by Darianne. It was befitting of their pedigree. Yep. And I forget who it was who said it, but um, you might remember that just scoring quickly, you know, scoring 43 seconds into the game, you know, yep. takes away any any doubt in their minds. You know, they've they've got something going. You know, they they struggled to to get going in that FCX semifinal. They you know it was a low scoring four to three game. It was all defense. Just getting that one. Just getting rolling. Getting the offense going was uh had had to be big you know just to get the believability going yeah and actually here, here's Hudson McCorney talking about uh their uh how they were able to get their offense going in this one because they Perfect. they they left it he said they they leave they left a lot of goals on the table the first time they yep. the last time they met 
And uh, yeah, this is this is him talking about that. We knew that we left a lot of goals on the table in that first quarter. I think uh, we all know they could have been up by like three or four. In the beginning, we had a lot of open uh, chances right on the doorstep we couldn't put in. So we made sure we had a different offensive game plan too to uh, compete against our defense and be able to put them in. It felt awesome. You know, it only scored three goals. I feel like that's the last time that's happened for Darien offense in a long time. So we were pretty pissed off about that. They scored quickly. They scored often. It was just a matter of, you know, coming up with a new defensive scheme because they took a lot of even Jeff Bramer said they took a lot of away a lot away from what they did so they just changed the offense up you know they changed it up and it was one of their best performances of the year and they just got so many so many weapons one after the other I mean kind of half joked about it in the in the game story you got goals from the attack you got goals from your top offensive mid yeah. you got goals from other offensive mid you got it from a defensive mid you got from a close defender it's like where was Andy Demopoulos yeah. But went in for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for a lack of trying. Well, maybe it was. I mean, uh, we, we should talk about that. I mean, that the, the game, it was over, I thought, at 5 nothing. They made it 8 nothing. I thought it was over then. Wilton puts two in, and you're like, okay. Toward the end of the first half, you're like, all right, maybe they can they figured this out. And then Sam Cragen with, from, from Darian hits that. Unbelievable! What it was? I I did the math on it. Fifty-five yards out, just hucked it up at the buzzer, kind of responding to uh, Andrew Calabrese's, you know, his lob downfield as time was going coming down. I I wish I had a, uh, somebody on the clock. I don't know what the clock said when when Craigan touched it, but if you if you roll it back. Uh, maybe it was like two sec. Maybe it was a second mm. when he when he. It feels about right. I was trying to count it down in my head when it was going on. I think that's about right. I want you to listen. Just listen to this. Listen to you can't. You can watch the actual video, which is on GameTimeCT.com. But just listen to the hush of the crowd when he uh, when he unleashes this shot. It is everyone just holds their breath, and then it goes in, and then they just a place just erupts. You, you just just listen to it. Oh, did you, oh. <laughs> it's just a, everyone holds your breath. <laughs> it's great. Great moment. That yep. If the game wasn't over by then, then it was over. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so <laughs> and then they added the three goals in one minute to end the third quarter. Uh, but but by then it was all over about the shouting and uh, you know it, it stuck in Darian's craw a little bit that uh, that Wilton was saying like we want to prove that uh, the, the Darian loss wasn't a fluke and you know I, and sure that kind of stuff can backfire on you but that brings to me a point that you know what I, I don't have a problem with that and you know if they did and they use it as motivation you know whatever I I don't have a problem with that you, you throw a little excitement into it. That was what I was thinking. Now you have a chance to, sh to prove yep. uh, that Darian victory by Wilton was wasn't a fluke, and that was that was what you thought that this was going to be the big showdown. And apparently, that stuck in Darian's craw a little bit. Here's uh, here's actually Sam Cragen and uh, Hudson Picorni talking about just that. There was a bit of nerves, like all right, Wilton won, but uh, we're like, it's what we wanted. We want a rematch. We wanted. They were saying. The Darian win wasn't a fluke. Like they were thinking they were the better team, and we we'd seen the Instagram posts. Every win, they'd throw their helmet off. They'd they'd throw all their crap everywhere, and we were like, no, that's not how you that's not how you roll. 
And we wanted to show them what really winning a, a, a title looks like, and we set out and did that, and it feels awesome. It did. It was tough sitting at home on Thursday for the first time in my career. I've been there every other year, so. And then them running all the way through their side of the bracket saying they were trying to prove it wasn't a fluke made it a little more personal. So, uh, Darian, still Darian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, I mean, what else did you think? What else can you say about that game? You know, they, you, know you mentioned that next man up mentality. You know, we've kind of talked about it. They've, they've always seemed to, to have that, that person in reserve. You know, when you've, got, when you've got, you know, you've got second stringers who are going on to play college lacrosse. It's, uh, yeah. it's some kind of program. Here was the thing that really, really, I thought was interesting. They were running a lot of substitutions out there. Mm -hmm. uh, Braemar, he hot day. It was oh. scorching. Yep, that sun was uh, brutal. Brutal. I, I've got the sunburns mm -hmm. on my back and my legs, which I forgot to cover to show it. Everyone was kind of laughing at me. Because uh, my the bottom my, the, my calves look like lobsters, but it, on the field it must have been like 125 degrees. Mm. It was scorching. Like if you look some of the video that I have, you could see the heat yeah, the heat distortion mm. in the video from across the field. Mm. It was it was scorching out, and I think Jeff Braymeyer knew that. It sounded like he knew it. He said it. It's hot day. We were running a lot of guys in and out. I mean, some of those goals happened. You know, when they were they were they were bringing fresh guys, and. Uh, you know, and I think that that was the whole plan. They, they wear them out, score early, and wear them out. Just completely take Wilton out of the game, make it no doubt. And Darian made it no doubt. Start to finish. Yep. So, so that was that. Uh, and of course, so now to, as you're listening to this, the the top ten poll has dropped, uh, and it comes to should come as no surprise. That Darien is the number one team in all the land. They came into the tournament despite losing the FCI uh, semifinals. They uh, they came into the tournament number one, and uh, they removed all doubt by destroying Wilton. To uh, and then they were the number one team. However, they were not unanimous. Interesting. Yep. Got a little new Fairfield thrown in there, huh? Got one. <laughs> I was wondering if we might get a couple, but we got one. But uh, you got a new Fairfield first place vote. They were able to steal one. There are There is a school of thought out there and has been from, since the beginning of the season that new Fairfield deserved uh, to be in consideration for number one. They end up number two. I think that's exactly where they should be. One first place vote aside, I you cannot. I know Darian lost in the FCI uh, semifinals. I know Darian lost those back-to-back -back games at the Geico Classic against some nationally ranked programs. You know, I know it wasn't it wasn't your typical Darian dominant season, but they did end up in a pile and they did play the toughest schedule in the state. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I would love to see the game. I'd love to see it. I would. I would. You figure that depth kind of overwhelms in the end, but oh, I'd love to see it. You would think. I mean, I think that uh, I think New Fairfield is an exceptionally run program. Marty yep. Morgan oh, yeah, is, definitely. is Marty Morgan is insane. Uh, he does so much for that program up yep. there and for that town. And, and, and as far as lacrosse goes, he just got voted into the voted into. He got uh, inducted into the school's Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, he's just a tremendous, tremendous coach. Uh, but the, the team wise, it, they just schedule wise, they just don't compare to Darian. No, and that's something I talked to him a little for uh, for the story that's running with the poll. You know, it's, they you know they did the, they did the best they could, and you know he understands. You know, people tell him play Darien, play New Canaan, and he's like, well, okay, we're really good this year. What do we do next year when mm -hmm. all these guys graduate? And now Darien's lost, uh, you know, 
another team from their schedule that you know maybe they don't get back because they had to play New Fairfield here. You know, they, yeah. it's tough. They they did the best they could. They, they, have, they got a pretty good schedule. I mean, you know, they didn't uh, they didn't shy they didn't duck anybody. Um, no. You know, it's just they uh, played Glastonbury. Yep, played Staples. Played uh, they crushed Staples. Yep, and Staples was, played we Darien pretty game. close. That was, uh, some game. And Darianne played Staples pretty close. You want to look at it that yeah. way? You can say that you look at some of the head-to-heads and you use a transitive property and you look at the results and you say, well, uh, New Fairfield crushed Staples. Darianne had a little trouble with Staples. Maybe. So there is an argument yeah. to be made. Yep. I just and think overall schedule-wise, it's it's awesome. hard to make it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they played Lincoln Sudbury in Massachusetts to start the season, which was might have been uh, might have been a champion in Massachusetts. I can't, I'm not positive. And St. Anthony's, obviously, that's that's their one loss in mm-hmm. in two years is to St. Anthony's, which we know the strength of that program. Maybe, yeah, 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 it's tough. You know? The only way to do it would be to somehow open division. Yes. <laughs> what? No, I didn't say that. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. New, uh, New Fairfield. We all knew New Fairfield was going to roll through that uh, class M, and there was no doubt about it. That yep. they, that was what happened, and it's tough. You know, you. Uh, you can't. You have to consider those uh, in the thing. They did not play anybody that Darien played in the state in, mm-hmm. in the state tournament. I mean, even you could even say, well, you know, Staples, blah blah blah. But you know, again, it's it's a state tournament now. Yep. Staples has amped its game up, and you know, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, I think number two is fine for New Fairfield. Let's talk a little bit about them and their victory over West End. I mean, it was over early, yep. and, and I think it began with, with that Dylan Hanley goal. <laughs> We saw some. We saw some insane goals in this tournament. Uh, Class L. Kind of one real, real crazy one in each. You know, one, uh, one there was one nutty one. I had a hard time figuring out which was better: the Hanley goal from his knees on a hook shot, season open net on a hook shot, That's or or the Cragen goal. I think the Cragen mm-hmm. goal just because it was a buzzer beater. I might even put the Wilson goal up on. Above that one, just you know, going down and putting it in. Yeah, the Wilson the goal was tremendous because he was. He and, was and, well, it, I'm jumping ahead. The Cole de Silva goal in the uh, St. Joe's game, but uh, he, yeah, he, he bumps off of, like three different people. And, that was an insane goal. I didn't do a, a reel on that. That, he, that was an. He. Uh, I was looking at that one last night. We'll get to that. Yeah, but uh, to, it, to go and jump, going back to the the Hanley goal, it was just kind of like a, a ground ball on the right. I'm sorry, on the left hand side of the field, facing the goal. And uh, I'm just kind of following it, and they, the defenders, Western defenders, kind of lost it, and he just well, they grabbed it, and he just looked over to the goal, and, and I'm like, oh, I saw it was open, <laughs> and just kind of went whoop, and Marty was just like, that's what these kids do all the time. They do this in practice, and they just kind of screw around with like where they're throwing it and seeing how far they can go. Uh, you know, it paid off in, in spades, and that was the first goal. But it, this game didn't it didn't uh, Weston scored, mm. and it was only two one early. It took a little time, less time than it did, or sorry, more time than it did in the SWC championship and in the regular season meeting. It took a little. So you thought Weston would be able to hang around here, but uh, next thing you know, once they got the, the break going, once they got the the, the possessions and the and yep. the faceoffs, you know, Constantinides played great at faceoff. They didn't give much chance. And then, listen, New Fairfield's offense, once it gets on a roll, mm-hmm. it gets on a roll, and that was it. I mean, yep. the next thing you know is 10, enough, 10 to 1. Uh, and then you had that James Leary goal. From, <laughs> again, here we go again. Uh, you had that, probably the least impressive of all the insane goals because <laughs> it, it was, an, again, we had like three open net goals. 
and uh, he he hooked it. I think from about thirty five yards out, just over the midfield. Yeah. I think from the forty five yard line down to the ten, so thirty five yards uh, into the goal, and that 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 put him up eleven one at halftime. It was it was mm. running time, which I was thankful for, just because I was so busy and trying to you know <laughs> capture everything. But running time in the state championship game, that you know, it's not like something you want to see. You want to see good games, but listen, they were just so dominant, so yeah, dominant. I mean, you know, all those kids are going on to play. Yeah, how many? How many did Marty say I there was ten? Yeah, you know, and and you know some of the younger kids aren't bad at all either. Um, you know, they won't be the same kind of team next year, but uh, but they still got you know they'll yeah. still have that face off, guys. That's, yeah, that's not a bad start. No, it's not a bad start. Uh, their defensemen were great, and Alvidi and yep. and Leary yep. both great. Uh, they they showed up. Again, the defense was so good in the semis and. Um, and they, and it was the same same story there. Just nobody was touching them in Class M, and uh, in, in the few saves that Brendan Hart had to make, he made them great. And everyone, it was just a coronation for for New Fans, and it was pretty much. Uh, and I really liked that at the end. Um, <laughs> there were a couple things. There are two things that I really love coming out of the end. Number one, they tried to dunk Marty, and he was <laughs> not having it. And I'm like, come on, man! I thought I got. I went over to their sideline because I'm like, I know they're gonna do. And I, so I saw a video. I'm like, this is happening, right? He goes, yeah, two seconds. So they had the, they, they just didn't have enough water in it. No. So it took him a little while to get it up. And I'm sitting there with the camera. And Marty just turns around and gives him this stare. He goes, I will make you run. I believe it. Though. I will make you run. You know, maybe, maybe not the seniors, but, you know, if you want to make, you know, I, in that sense, I was like, dude, dunk him. <laughs> Come on, Marty. Let's have a little fun. Jeff Braymar got dunked. Come on, Marty. And the other thing was for the second straight year, the Fairfield, uh, new Fairfield girls team, fresh off their state championship victory in Class S, they came down uh, over to uh, on their way home. They did a little detour, came home, came over to get a group shot together. I thought that was awesome. Took them a little while to get it all together, but just a great community of lacrosse up there, and then, you know, headed up by uh, Marty and and uh, and Co. That group, you know, I don't know that you see a group like that again that's come up together, that's, you know, played together as long as they did and, and put together that kind of career. Yeah. It's probably one of their all-time great teams. Yep. I mean, yeah, pretty much obvious. Yep. Two straight championships, you know. You know, you've had, you know, you know the Darians and New Canaan's when they were Class M, you know, that's that's one thing. But, you know, that kind of program in Class M is, uh, is something else. Right. Nice job of that. So they're number two in the final poll, and then they got a first place vote. Let's run down the rest of the top ten poll. Number three is Wilton. I thought that was well deserved. They started, I think, pretty much. They started the poll. Steve Pearsall afterward was just like, well, you know, what are you gonna do? They're just so great, and uh, and in the process of thanking us uh, for the coverage, I was saying, hey, you guys made it fun. You guys made it a lot of fun this year. It, you know, for a team that didn't win either championship, yep. you know, that's going to be kind of the team we remember, isn't it? Yeah. That is a, that is a great point that Wilton kind of made this season. Mm. They were the they were the fly in the ointment, the monkey in the wrench. They were they were the, they 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 kind of mucked up the works a little bit, and I think that that's their legacy. That they were a team that could win, could beat anybody if 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 given the right circumstances. Uh, it, it is a shame they couldn't win the FCX championship, and it is a shame they couldn't win a state title. But you know what? There can only be three state champions, and there can only be one FCX champion. And, uh, you know, at least New, New Canyon, you can walk away with that. And uh, But, again, w- Wilton to finish three ahead of New Canyon because they beat New Canyon up in that quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, that says a lot about with the job that because they were dead, as we've said a million times over. They were yelling at each other after the Darien game. They were. It wasn't a. It wasn't. I'm like, I don't know if this team's going to survive. I mean, new coach, first year to be able to do this. Uh, just a great coaching job by uh, by Steve Pearsall. And I'm going to miss all those kids. You know, I'm going right. to oh, yeah. miss uh, Tyler Previtt. I'm going to miss uh, Ryan Schreiber, Andrew Calabrese. Andrew Calabrese. Just the, they're, they were intense, yeah, intense guys. Yep. They love lacrosse, and they played their hearts out this season. you got to give it up for them. Uh, number four is uh, New Canaan and Fairfield Prep. They finished in a, in a, in a tie a for fourth. Yeah, you got a lot of ties. That's what happens, I guess. So when, you know, Maybe you change the voting uh, uh, point getters. I, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't change anything. But uh, New Canaan and Fairfield Prep, they finished tie for fourth. I mean, whatever. Uh, happens. Fairfield Prep got to the semifinals. New Cannon did come back and beat him. It was a pretty even game, though, uh, all things considered. Um, so the FCAC champions and the SEC champions uh, end up at number four. Uh, number six, two, a, a two-way tie again. Number six is Ridgefield, which ducked out in the uh, – ducked out thanks to Staples. Yep. You know, again, talk about teams that were fun. They kind of threw a little fly in the ointment. Uh, Staples was one of those teams, and – uh, Ridgefield got knocked out. Staples uh, is tied with them uh, for that sixth spot. I think that's fair. Uh, number eight, Glastonbury. Again, I think that's fair too. They didn't. Uh, they didn't really. Other than I guess the hand game early, and they didn't really win the big game. Uh, Glastonbury, as much as they had some really good talent, you know, they weren't able to beat Will. They weren't only able to beat New Fairfield. They weren't able to beat uh, uh, New Canaan. Um, so I think that's a fair spot for them. Number nine, Weston. Yeah, they got they got kind of outclassed in the state final, but you know what? It's a still a good program. It was still a good team. So that's number nine. I mean, I think St. Joseph. The people who are following St. Joseph are going to have a little bit of a gripe that they're only number ten and they won the state championship in Class S. And I don't know what else to tell you guys. Uh, I think that's fair enough. I mean, you could say that maybe they deserve to be over glass, and maybe they deserve the eight spot. I suppose. Uh, they played in the FCAC. They played a tough schedule. Uh, they won a state championship. Over you turned out to be a pretty good Bacon Academy team. You know we didn't give them a lot of, as much credit as maybe we should have. I think the and everybody screaming at me, all the St. Joe's people <laughs> screaming at me because of what I said last week on this podcast. Uh, the the counterpoints by uh, head coach um, Brendan Tal Brendan Talbot. Uh, was basically like they have all these all-staters. We only had two all-staters. Nobody's screaming about New Fairfield's dominance. I mean, listen, he made some good points, and and uh, they're an easy target. My only thing about it is that you guys, when you when you look at St. Joe and com- compare them to all the other public style schools in the Class S, it's just it's, you're not the same school. You're just not. Same with these Catholic. I mean, granted, the programs aren't at the point where they are. It's just. It's no contest. It's not at that point. It's not like football where it's 70, whatever the heck it was, to 18 against, you know. It's not at that point. But, again, my, my point is this, is that you're St. Joseph. That's my point. You're St. Joe. You're St. Joseph, and you play in the FCAC, and how am I? How do I have more pride in the school than you guys do? You know, I mean, I, you're St. Joseph. You should be, you know, you, you guys should be great. You guys should be up playing up and uh you know maybe they're an end program i, I you, look i don't want to pile on again um that's just my point i just think you're you're different you're different than summers i mean summers run has has to you know really boost up its 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 small 
it's small town. It's got to have a great a great feeder program, blah, blah, blah. And then you can even say about St. Joe, well, they just take kids from other feeder programs uh, and they have to mold them. In. And that's the argument there. That's tough to do that. Tough to take guys from all over the place. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Let's get off that for a minute. That's I told uh, Brendan on Twitter. I said uh, when they were going off, I mean, and I, I expected that. I, I didn't, I, and that's fair. And they can—they're fair to make the points. I said, "So now that we both talked out loud, let's just enjoy the games and let's talk about St. Joseph's State Championship uh, victory over Bacon Academy again. It was the best game of the. Let's yep. give them this much. Was. It was the best game of the bunch. Great first half, back and forth first half, and then St. Joe's uh, that that took over. <laughs> like it, yeah. it was—it was almost like that summer's game. You know, that summer's game was a little more back and forth and. In the first half, but uh, St. Joe's took it over in the third quarter and, and had the ball for 12 minutes, and yeah. that's basically what happened Depth. on Saturday. You know, it, running, it, running those five middies. And, yeah. Uh, here's my point about – here's my final point about this. It's like class S teams aren't supposed to have depth. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about. That's that's the point. That's the point. St. Class S teams aren't, aren't supposed to have depth. You want to look at Summers, maybe they have a little depth. That's because the whole that's, – that's all the – I mean – that's what the town does. They play lacrosse. That's that's on them. They they've they've built that into that that point. Um, but overall, you know, Bacon Academy probably the one of the best teams in Class S. They don't have any depth. Some of the, some of these small Granby's depth. I mean, you know. So I think that's that's all. I mean, East Cal- you guys can just have depth if if, if enough kids decide to go there. I'm not going to say you know, but. It, Whatever. Anyway, okay. Let's let's move on. Let's move on to the, to their great to performance. Here and here is uh, here is Brendan Talbot talking a bit a little bit about a St. Joseph's depth and how they were able to kind of uh, wear Bacon Academy out in the Class S final. I think again our depth. Uh, really, you know, a hot day in June. I think uh, you know running. You know, we play almost 20 kids, so I think that kind of broke it open in the second half. Uh, you know, shut them out in the second half, and we put six up. So that was the difference. It was depth. And there was also some talent. You know, we saw some really good performances out there by the oh, yeah. once the attack got itself kind of going. I think the key moment in the game, it was 5-3 toward the end of the third quarter. Game still in doubt. St. Joseph had really started to figure out that zone. They played a little bit of it. They played some zone on them. That's the way that, that Bacon Academy figured that they were going to be able to kind of. But once St. Joseph started, once they figured out the zone and how to get guys into the seams, uh, that's when the game started to kind of get rolling in St. Joseph's favor. I thought the moment of the game, though, um, was Kyle Burbank's save, his point-blank save on Lucas Slomsky, right in front of the cage uh, to stop that game. That would have that goal right there would have made it 5-4, probably heading into the, thir- into the final quarter, giving Bacon Academy a little bit of lay. They hadn't scored in that third quarter. It was still, you know, again, they didn't get to score in the second half. So they hadn't scored at that point. That point-blank shot, Kyle Burbank made, I thought that was the play of the game. And that enabled the St. Joe to go into the fourth quarter with a little, keep the momentum on their side. And then they added, uh, they added four more goals. And they looked great, really great. I thought uh, Jack Coughlin played great. Uh, that, that would be uh, uh, Steve Coughlin's nephew. <laughs> Steve was there. Stanford Steve was at the game. And uh, that was the, uh, so his nephew played great. Um, he had some really nice goals. Uh, but once you know, once St. Joseph figured that out, and then who who was the what was the goal? Oh, Cole De Silva. That, Cole that, De Silva's that goal. Five to three goal. Yeah, late in the third quarter. You know, it was it's four to three. They had the ball all quarter, and they only only scored one goal. And then Cole De Silva just kind of bumps off a 
two or three different people. He he actually, if you watch that play from start to finish, he started on looking at the goal. He started on the left side, fought through two, fought through a double team there, caught across to you know to the to the point, kind of kind of came around and then weaved his way. Mm. Weaved. He kind of got it was bumper cars. He weaved his way there. It's like the able back going through the line. Yeah, <laughs> he was totally a fullback. Uh, he's a football player, right? So I mean, you know, he knows exactly what's going on there. Uh, and then he just puts it back. Kyle Decker. Uh, who? Ha- speaking of which, now spectacular he, game. Yes. Spectacular game by Kyle Decker uh, for Bacon Academy. It was a close game because of him. he made some outstanding saves in that first half, especially. Um, and even Phil Passmick said afterward that he thought he played a tremendous game. I think it was stuck. It got the St. Joe guys were a little, you know, miffed that they didn't get a lot of all staters in Class S. Uh, even uh, Burbank was second team to Kyle Decker. Kyle Decker was the first team all all state goalie. And even Phil Passmick said, "Look, he proved he was an all state mm-hmm. first team goalie." I mean, uh, Burbank didn't have to make the man, as many saves. He had to make some saves, right. but not like uh, Decker kept. Uh, Bacon Academy in that game. I mean, he made some really outstanding saves all day and kind of frustrated St. Joe a little bit and kept his guys, uh, you know, uh, pretty much uh, fired up. So. I was kind of thinking in that first half, that that was the kind of game that Kyle Burbank had last year where he was just making saves left, yeah. right, center, out, out of, you know, from everywhere. And you, you almost wondered in that first half, oh, Jesus, is this going to flip the script a little bit? Yeah. But, uh, but St. Joe's just kind of took it over. Yeah. St. Joe's did take over. And a really great get game. You know, a key moment. That was a big, big moment in that St. Joe game uh, when he when he stopped the, the shot. It was point blank. He just, you know, maybe, maybe a fake would have been good there for, for Bacon Academy. But he, he, he guessed right. He went he went low and stopped it right there. And, they, and, then, and away they went. And, uh Really, again, it was a great game. I mean, a great game. It was a, it was a, it was a good game. It was the best game of the week, year or weekend, easily. Um, so, uh, but I was impressed with with Bacon Academy. I, I think, yeah. uh, I think the takeaway from Bacon Academy is that it's getting better. The lacrosse is getting better out in Eastern Connecticut. I think that we saw that. We saw Waterford. Um, here's a Bacon Academy coach, Brian Martin. On uh, on his team, you know, on how they played and, and their legacy. And listen, he's. Hopefully this is just the beginning, he says. Tough end, but uh, great season. You know, couldn't be prouder of these guys. Um, they fought the entire season. You know, we went through the ups and downs, and, uh, you know, to get here is a great accomplishment. Um, it's too bad to lose. You know, it's uh, kudos to St. Joe's because they got a great squad. But uh, we're looking forward to uh, reloading and coming back next year and trying to give another run. I think because Bacon Gath got there, I think there's there's kind of been an outcry, not outcry, but there's been a push now to get the state finals moved from. I don't think they're going to be played at McMahon. Mm. They're going to move up to move up to more of a central location. But those are the whispers. I think they're going to move mm. it up to a more central location. I don't know where you move it to. If you want to go more central, can't go to prep. <laughs> can't. I mean, as much as I'd love that, it's, that's a lacrosse stadium. Maybe go to Quinnipiac. Is Quinnipiac? I don't know if they have a. I don't think they have a lacrosse stadium of, of that can hold that type of crowd. Mm. How about Yale? Be interesting. I haven't been there. No, neither have I. <laughs> I thought you might have. Um, I hear it's great. Mm. I hear Yale's great. You know, I mean, it's. Let's be honest. It is the home of the 2018 national champions. Yeah. I mean, maybe you know, is Wesleyan up there? I don't know. Wesleyan's got. Um, do you play Ken Strong Stadium? I mean, maybe you do that. That's possible. It wouldn't be terrible, um, mm-hmm. you know. It, it is a sport that is growing, so uh, that's that's an it's an interesting thing. So just be on the lookout for that. I think we're going to be moving uh, the finals out of, out of Norwalk. I mean, it, it, listen, let's be honest. It's tough when you, when you really think. Yes, most of the teams are FCAC teams, 
and yes, the crowd at the Class L final was great. Um, New Fairfield, that's a hike if you're going to go with more of a central state. I think they, they, they're fine going, just taking Route 7 all the way down. Weston's just around the corner. I mean, it's still a Fairfield County-dominated sport, but I wouldn't mind it being moved up a little bit. Right. You know, I wouldn't mind that so much. So St. Joseph wins its, its state championship. They repeat. I'm not shocked. We, we, we thought no. the, uh, the St. Joe Summers game was, was going to be for the state championship anyway. Uh, but, hey, you know, give, give uh, Bacon Academy some kudos. Yeah, they they showed up. I was shocked by how big some of these uh, Bacon Academy kids were. Uh, Tyler Graham has got a nice – they look like fullbacks at, at, at the Midian attack. I mean, some of these guys. Graham, he's only a sophomore. He's huge. He's kind of, but the, the kid who I was really impressed with, with uh, was Noah Moxfeld. I mean, that kid <laughs> – that kid, you know, St. Joseph's defense was tremendous. You know, yep. Pass Meg, I thought uh, I thought Sam Brocky played a tremendous game uh, at defense. Um, I mean, they, they they played a really solid de- solid. solid defense game. But this kid, uh, <laughs> this kid Noah Moxfeld, man, he had no fear. He was taking it. I mean, he was getting pushed around a bit. But then there was that one play where he and uh, he and a uh, uh, pass mate kind of like went head to head, you know, and then pass mate ended up getting hit with a penalty. But uh, but uh, that kid had no fear, man. He was he was really trying to make things happen. I was really impressed with him. I mean, he's a senior, and uh, so, and and St. Joseph defense. Let's go back to them. I thought they played tremendous defense on yeah. on Dylan Heald, uh, who was the hero of the East Catholic game. I don't even think I don't think Dylan. No, nah, he didn't score. And I think that was a really they 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 put pass Meg yep. on him. That's what uh, mm-hmm. that's what uh, Talbot said. They put pass Meg on him, and, and you didn't hear from him. I think that he might have had one or two touches where he could have scored, but uh, you know they they frustrated him all day long. Uh, I thought they did. St. Joseph's defense was you know pretty good. Yep, and I mean that's you know that's what pass Meg does. I mean he's he's been that guy for a couple of years where you, you put him on the top guy and. Uh, and he keeps them quiet. Yeah, it's funny. It's the first time I'd seen St. Joe all year. Mm. I thought they were pretty solid. Are were they pretty solid for a Class S school? Yeah, I think so. Like, I thought they could have probably compete. I think it's a team that's good enough to compete in Class M. But let's let's kind of carry it to uh, uh, Coach Talbot's point here. If you look at some of these scores in the FCAC, they got kind of beat up. They got beat around a bit. They got beat by Fairfield Ward by seven. They got beat by Trumbull by one. And uh, then they got beat by New Canaan by eight, and they got beat by Darien by 19, and Wilton beat them by six. Uh, but that's when they went on their run. They had some pretty uh, good wins after that. They had they beat Fairfield Ludlow. They beat the St. Dominic's team out of, out of uh, New York. They beat East Catholic nine to five, which Bacon Academy, you know, needed a buzzer beater, not a buzzer beater, but needed a late goal to win. And then, so listen, St. Joe is a, it's still in its, class s phase i i you know maybe i'm a little premature on saying that they don't belong in class s even phil passmick was even talking about they addressed it and i thought he his uh i thought his comments on that were were pretty on point like and i know guys even on our instagram accounts are giving them you know them the baseball team a lot of heck you guys gotta play up you know i still think if you look at saint joe overall i think that they're still in that class s level you know it's not about dominance it's just more about like is the do you have more resources to to compete for and win state championships at this level than your typical run in the mill class S team. But it, just that aside, here's Phil Passmeg, um, who's by the way, if anyone doesn't know, he's Lars Pedersen's uh, cousin. Um, Lars Pedersen, the former two 
time All-State player, football player, went on to Cornell. Um, and, and Phil Pasmick is going to have a great career uh, going to Hofstra. But here's Phil. He had some really awesome comments after the game, and here, here's his best one. And, and it comes down to this. We can't control that, so we just got to do our job. Here he is. We felt like we really need to prove something. Um, as everybody in the state thinks, you know, we don't belong. Um, but, you know, it's not up to us at the end of the day. We just got to come out here and do what we got to do. I mean, DYFJ. Just got to do your own job. D-Y-O-J. That's it. What is that? Yeah, D-Y-O-J. Do your own job. Can't say it better than that. And that kid yep. was great. I'm going to miss him. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to miss him on the field. Yep. You know, he didn't yep. get to win a state championship in football on the field. But, you know, when you look at his overall career, you know, he, he won two lacrosse titles and he was on the field for the first St. Joseph uh, uh, State Championship in, in football. So that's four. He's got four rings on his fingers, but. which is pretty good. That's quite a legacy. Uh, and uh, you can't take that away from St. Joseph and Burbank play great. He's going to RIT. Your, your top scorer, De- Declan McGinley, had some good scores. Jack Coughlin. Thought they moved the ball around really well, and once they figured out the zone, they were great. Yeah, getting Preston Crawl in front as well. Yeah. Scoring a couple in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Crawl had some good ones, and then I thought they had some really great point-blank shots that uh, Denker didn't have any any shot to, to save, and, yep. and that was the whole point. St. Joseph finishes 17-5. and five. They're the Class S champions, um, and there's not really much else you can say. It was a, it was, it was not a great championship weekend. It was more like a bunch of coronations. I thought the Darien game was going to be better. It's hard. I didn't. Pick, I picked Darien to win. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout. So. Right. Just the way that, yeah. Just the way that that happened was was a little wasn't, wasn't shocking, but a little surprising, right? Yeah. So we end the season. Darien's back on top. They were uh, number. They were number one to start the season. Wire to wire. Man. Wire to wire. They did not even, despite the fact that they lost two games midseason, despite the fact that they lost in the FCX semifinals, they're still on top. And I don't think there. I don't. I don't think there's much argument of that, other than maybe the new Fairfield side. Your other receiving votes um, from the top ten were Guilford with fourteen, Bacon Academy, Fairfield Ward, Summers, and we even got a Greenwich thrown in there for good measure. So. Uh, the end of the lacrosse season is upon us. Despite the blowouts of the championships, I thought it was a real, I thought it was a fun season. I'd agree with that, yeah. You didn't have that dominant team blown, blown through everybody. You know, I mean, you, you did with New Fairfield, I guess, but you didn't have that Class L team like Darien that had been, you were just waiting for anything to happen. You know, yeah, just, you know, it seemed like teams could be competitive. It was a little bit of parity in, in, uh, in Class L talking to some of the referees who I got to get to know because there's so few of them and you see the guys, same guys over and over again. So they're all, we got to talk in after games and stuff like that. And, and I said, is the state down? And they all kind of agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The state's a little down this year. You don't have your super, super studs. Right. Saw a lot of young players though. Yep. You know, we did have some stuff, you know, some young players who contributed in a lot of key spots, a lot of mm-hmm. freshmen, uh, Demopolis kind of stands out. Obviously, he's yep. going to be here two more years for Darien, and I thought he played great. A really yep. underrated performance in the uh, class in the class L final. Yep. Um, you know, uh, but uh, but overall, so I, we'll have to see what what we get next year. But Mike, you got a too early top ten for me next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little too early. We'll start with Darien, I guess. Though, don't you kind of have to do that every year? Yeah, you don't have to start with Darien. I think the, here's a, the team I'm I'm really curious about going into next year is Ridgefield. 
you know, I know, I know that the some youth, some yeah, they really became a young team. They were a young team to start because yeah. they graduated a lot of players from the last yep. from the Class L championship the year before. Uh, you know, they got some young kids. Yep. And look, everybody's hurt at this time of year, but you know, they lost some key key players. Yeah. Right at the end of the regular season, and you kind of wonder what might have happened, but you know, that's what happened. Everybody everybody loses, guys. So. I think, well, obviously, New Fairfield's going to take a step back. We'll see how far. Um, Wilton, I think, is going to have to reload a little bit. They lost some studs. Yep. I think star-studded. I mean, guys who are just great lacrosse players. I think Wilton had the most of them, just stud players. I mean, like his private. The defense especially. The know. defensive guys, Shriver. Shriver, who, sh- who sounds like uh, uh, Archer. I swear to God. You, the, the, what's his, what's in the like actor's the rhythms, name? like yeah, John Benjamin. Uh, it's John Benjamin. He son, he is a dead ringer for him. Yeah, I want him. I want Ryan Schreiber to go Lana, <laughs> or or say Danger Zone. <laughs> he sounds like Archer, man. It is uncanny. If if H. John Benjamin uh, retired or dropped dead or something like that, Ryan Schreiber would be a perfect guy to pick up on that. But he's going to he's going to uh, Michigan, um, and then, uh, and Private's going to Air Force. Uh, along with uh, Andrew Calbrisi's going to Navy. Yep. I mean, those guys have a bright, bright future ahead of them. But I thought they were pretty much stacked, and we say goodbye to guys like Quentin O'Connell. Uh, we say goodbye to some Darien guys, but uh, you know, uh, I think I think they're they're they got a really bright future mm-hmm. ahead of them as well. Uh, other teams that I, I think have a really good future. I think Glastonbury take a step back. I think Weston should be better. Next year, yep, a lot of young kids and key roles for them as well. St. Joe might take a step back. They got re- they got to replace Burbank. They got to replace Pass Meg. It's kind of the flip of this year. They had all the young kids up front and experience in the back, and next year it'll be uh, the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah, they have all the 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 offensive guys coming coming back. You know, Coughlin's only a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got the Coughlin like genes. Crawl, uh, he's a sophomore. Bracky's only a, a junior. Eric Burbank, did he play goal? <laughs> Eric Burbank <laughs> sitting in there. He's a uh, he's a sophomore. McGinley, he's a junior. It's a young team. It really is. So I would not be shocked to see them win three straight. Congrats to St. Joseph. Congrats to New Fairfield. Fun team to watch all year. Darian was, you know, it was it was fun to see Darian not dominate. But at the end of the day, they dominated. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's why Jeff Bramar right now, the way they did that, Jeff Bramar is the best coach in Connecticut right now. No question, full stop, he's just a master. For a guy who didn't play lacrosse as a kid, didn't grow up playing it, just kind of picked it up when he became head coach because he couldn't be the baseball coach. What an amazing, amazing <laughs> job he has done. And it's five out of the last six years. Will this train ever stop? Who is somebody's got to step up, man? But uh, that's that is where we stand as we head into the off season. So, any final thoughts, Michael? Boy, I think we've covered just about everything. It's been uh, it's been fun, Sean. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I know everyone's screaming at us. They were screaming about you. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, let's let's just wrap this up, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us on this endeavor. Hopefully, uh, you know it'll get even better next year. I I can't wait. I had a Ball, absolute ball covering boys across this year. I'm in the middle, as you as you listen to this, I'm in the middle of trying to put up some, like, I was starting to put together video reels of, like, the like highlight reels of the game. And next thing I know, it's turning into this, like, music video. It's 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 quite insane 
and maybe by the time you hear this it'll be out uh i still i still have <laughs> i have this tendency to get really like deep into this stuff so i should have something like that out before the weekend weeks up hopefully tomorrow i don't, I don't know but I, i'm really kind of getting into it i hope everyone enjoys it uh we'll see what happens maybe i'm putting too much pressure on myself but i, I just i enjoy covering lacrosse it's been a while for me covering lacrosse uh, again, I, I did it for, for when I was in college and I fell in love with the sport then, but I didn't cover it when I came out. And uh, and for the last 15, you know, almost 20 years, I really didn't do it exclusively. And this was the first time I'd actually covered lacrosse almost exclusively. I did a little softball. So it was a ball for me. I had a lot of fun. I, you know, and I think a lot of people appreciated it and, and uh, it, was, it was fun for us. And, and I, it's, it, it's a great sport. I love the sport. Love it. It's so much fun to watch. I do love baseball. Uh, I do not mind covering college. I think it's great. Um, and it will only get better in, the, in this state. I think it, the more te- teams get better, the, 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 the more it grows. Uh, it can only be great for Connecticut. Like we said at the beginning, we are a hot spot. Uh, and I think it's just going to continue to, to go that route. And uh, So it was, it was a great season. It was a lot of fun to cover. And a lot of the kids were great. All the kids are great. All of you guys, you know, despite what we might say here from time to time, it, uh, it was great. So I, there's not much else I can say. I'm just really happy. It was a really yeah. fun season. Yeah, I mean, same for me. You know, I, I, this is my first year. You know, I, I, I usually pick up a lot of lacrosse in the spring. Um, this was the first year really covering it in about 15 years for me. And, you know, I just remember starting out, you know, the coaches list was about 10 long because, you know, it was Darien, New Canaan, Wilton, New Fairfield, couple others here and there and uh you know i think it was like 35 or something like that varsity teams in the state at that point when i when i got out of college and you know now pushing 100 yeah you know just the growth the the programs that have that have sprouted up and grown and 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 become you know really solid programs that are there quite a lot absolutely and, uh, you know it's, it's great to see it's great to watch the sport grow and it's you know, great, great to see all these kids going on to, to bigger and better things from the state. Yeah, you know, you we look see at some a lot of these of rosters and in, in, in the pros even, and you see familiar names. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to see our guys going. It's, it's again, it's still, it's I don't want to say it's in, in its infancy, but it, it's got a lot of room to grow, a lot of room to grow, and it'll only get better. And you hope it grows around the country too. It has been obviously, and it's, it's still growing quickly. But the, the, the more it grows, the, the better it is for everybody. Yeah. Real fun sport, a lot of fun to cover, a lot of fun to shoot. So, anyway, so that that's going to wrap it up for this uh, edition of the Long Stick Podcast for the year. Um, we hopefully will get renewed for a second season come this time next in 2020. But uh, until then, uh, this has been Sean Patrick Bowley and for Michael Hornbile. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.